0: Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about five things you should never say to your child. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about five things you should never say to your child. So first off, I want you to know that uh, I read an article today, and... um, and this is the title of the article. And I read a lot of parenting things, and one of the things I tell you guys every single episode, right, is I don't know Jack about parenting. Um, but I'm also the author of the book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, right, where I give you 40 powerful lessons of becoming a powerful father, parent, dad, whatever you may be. And in one of the chapters, I, we, I, I say, never tell kids what not to do. Tell them what to do. So as I read this article, that chapter just comes to me wholeheartedly. And, and as I read this article, I'm, and I'm going to read through five, five things. And this dad, I know he comes from a really good place of telling you, like, these are probably things I've said to my kids, and I, and I don't want you to repeat these things. But he doesn't give me a solution to the problem. Uh, the example I use in my book in the chapter is never tell kids not to run in the house because they could stop, they could roll, they could do backflips, uh, they could do all kinds of things, but the challenge being is what you really want them to do is walk. So as he tells me what not to say, which I think is great, he doesn't give me a solution. And because it's subconsciously ingrained in my mind now, because I read it somewhere, I may just say these things. So I'm gonna give you an example. The first one he says, Hey, thank you. Fixing a hole in the wall is exactly how I want to spend my day. Stating that he has boys and they tend to break things, make holes in the walls. And and his use of sarcasm there may not be translated to his kids, right? So they may think, hey dad likes fixing holes let's do that some more and they may actually make another one but here's the deal what does he really want to accomplish as a father what do we want to accomplish and i think in that moment you'd have to say or this is how i would handle it and i you guys you know i know nothing about parenting i as a matter of fact i know i don't know jack about parenting so what i would say in in, in this moment is is i would put my boys down because i have two boys i could relate to this And I would say, listen, look what happened. There's a consequence for an action. And the consequence for this is there's a hole in the wall. And some of you right now would be saying, would you use the word consequence with your two-year-old? Yes, I would. Because they understand more than we give them credit for. So there's a consequence for an action. And right now there's a hole in the wall. Now, dad has to repair that hole. And that's time that's taken away from you guys. I'd much rather spend the next four hours with you playing baseball, jumping in a pool, going for a walk, going for a hike, uh, doing alphabets, coloring, anything. But now because the two of you were roughhousing a little, which dad understands. I need you, listen to me, I need you to be more careful in the future because I'd rather be playing with you than you guys, than than repairing this wall. But because I'd rather be spending time with you, you're gonna learn how to fix a wall. And you get to spend some time with dad doing something that you'd probably rather not do. So come on, let's go get the spackle. Let's go get the saw. Let's go get the materials we need because we need to repair the wall. And next time, Hopefully you'll consider the things around you because it is gonna take four hours. Much better solution to I don't want to spend my day doing that. Why should you fix the hole, Dad? You didn't make the hole. Have them partake in the process so that they understand the process of fixing the wall. Not just be like, now I'm gonna fix this, you guys get to go do things and create another wall hole. So Here's the next one he came up with. If you do that again, I'm just turning this car around right now, meaning that there's a long distance trip. He's going to see his in-laws. Uh, it's a six hour trip. He says normally it's eight hours with the kids in the car, right? Tempers are flying, things are going on. Uh, but it's it's a, it's a an empty threat, right? Nobody's gonna turn around halfway through a trip, even two hours into a trip when, when things are getting tough. And what you can say, and this is what I do say, is I'm, I'm actually on vacation right now. I'm recording this out by the pool while the family's taking a nap. Everybody's taking a nap right now. And one of the things um, I said as things were starting to get heated in our eight hour drive uh, on this trip was, hey, listen, we're gonna have a lot of fun. And, and sometimes there's a lot of sacrifice that needs to happen to have a lot of fun. So we are, we're, we're two hours in. We only got six hours to go. And I remember my son kept looking up at the, the clock and saying, how many more hours do we have? And it wasn't like, oh my God, is this still going on? It was like, how many more hours? Two more hours. And I remember him saying this distinctly, he goes, I can do two more hours. I'm like, that's great. Because you're gonna have to do two more hours but I I let them know that we're gonna be settled for nine days, we're gonna be in a home with a pool and you're gonna have uh, your electronics, we're gonna give you time to play your games, we're gonna give you time to do things, we're gonna have a lot of family time, we're gonna be cooking, we're gonna be laughing, we have board games. When we get there, we just get to settle and we don't have to be in a car and we get to just enjoy 10 days, 10 days. Mom, dad, grandma, your aunt, and we're gonna spend time in a pool, time with each other, making your favorite foods, baking your favorite desserts, uh, playing your favorite games, and we get to do it as a family. And guess what? That doesn't have to work. So when we get there, you have all of my attention. So here's the next one. I love how you think about yourself all the time. And he's referencing here that a lot of kids tend to be a little self-centered, right? They, they don't understand the world and looking at things around them. Um, I've never had to use this one on my kids because I always just stay. I, w- I would never say that. And, and what I do say is, hey, pay attention to your surroundings. What's going on around you? Who's around you? Who's this affecting? Wow, you're making a lot of noise right now. Who is it affecting because my wife is still working while we're at the house. So as he got a little bit loud, I said, what's going on right now? Think-, think about your surroundings. Did mom just get to work? Yeah, she's on a call, isn't she? Yeah, and we happen to be in a big echoey house with tall ceilings with no carpet. And it just echoes through the house. He's like, can I go outside and play with my brother? Absolutely, but I- I'm not telling him he's thinking of himself. I'm telling him to think of others. Because it's a natural tendency for us to think of ourselves or not notice our surroundings. It's our job as parents to tell them, to pay attention to others around them. And I read something recently, you could tell a kid, like it takes like 500 times for it to really get ingrained. So people are like, well, I told him to say thank you. I don't know why he doesn't do it. I tell my kids every single day to say please and thank you when they don't do it on their own. Every single time. And I'm my, my hope is that when they get out into the real world, when they're 18, they actually use their manners. But I will have done my job whether or not they execute on what it is that I've taught them, they they can't say, "Hey, Dad, you didn't teach me manners." It's not going to happen, right? So, so is my job as a parent. No matter how much repetition I feel I have to do, is to continue because I can't give up on my kids, right? So, if they're thinking about themselves because not you're tra- you're not training them, you're you're not reinforcing to them that they need to think of others. Now, this one really bothers me. And, and, and i i don't know his experience the author's experience but it says don't touch yourself there it's dirty like i have taught my children that their body is their body and there's nothing dirty about their body um and i would never say that when they start asking questions like what is this my my, my two-year-old literally when he changes we change the diaper at one point he said what's that so that's your pee pee Oh, that's my pee-pee. And he touches it, right? And he's like, ooh. And and I laugh, right? Because it feels good to him. And there's nothing. What he says in this one, this this is what bothers me. Um, when you say, stop, that's gross or that's dirty. It's teaching them that these parts of their bodies are shameful or dirty. Uh, and it'll make conversations about sex in the future that much more difficult conversations about sex should not be difficult they're not difficult for the kids they're difficult for the parents who are uncomfortable speaking to their children so if a kid touches themselves and they they're like what is this i'm gonna be like that's that that's your body and they're not gonna ask what it is so you don't have to answer what it is until there's a time to answer what it is if they ask. And what it is, be truthful and talk at their level. You don't need to tell them that that's to, to for, for reproduction purposes. Just say that's part of your body. And if you catch them playing with it, say, so, so it's yours and you get to do what you need to do behind closed doors. It, you know what? But uh, in public, you've never seen mom or dad do that, right? When we're around other people, you never see mom or dad do that. So please, there's a time and a place for that, and in public, it's not the place, right? There, there are rules. I teach my kids this all the time. Like at school, I don't, I don't agree with all the rules at school. They're not the same rules at home, right? But they're not my rules. He's at school. You need to follow the rules that the, that that uh, society or predicaments put you in. At home, there's rules. In your bedroom, there's rules. In in, in the bathroom, there's rules. And guess what? All of those rules apply to the particular situation. So they need to understand that it's inappropriate to touch yourself, like, out in public, just like they know not to pull down their pants. But to tell them it's dirty is unacceptable. So the last one, and again, he doesn't tell you any solutions to any of this. He's just like, "Don't, don't do this. Okay, so what do I do? So I'm trying to give you guys, even though I don't know jack about parenting, some ideas around what you should do. Um, so the last one is what is wrong with you? Um, and to imply something is wrong with you, for a long time, let me, let me, let me back this up for a second. When I was in the uh, hospitality industry as a, as a server, I remember, I, and I worked for some very ho- high-profile chefs, Chefs that you would know the names to. their everyday names, uh, Food Network people. Um, anyway, I remember one day uh, one of the managers at one of these restaurants, I said, hey, no problem. He says, never say that to a guest. So what do you mean? He says to say no problem means there is an implied problem. He goes, say it's my pleasure. He goes, it's a much more pleasant way to say things and there's no problem there, right? We don't want to create problems where there are no problems. So to say to a kid what is wrong with you implies that there's something wrong with them and there's absolutely nothing wrong with our children. So I'm just going to read what he says. He goes, I've re- reached my wits ends with my kids more than more than I'd like to admit. Um, have a teenage daughter. Uh, sometimes... When he's frustrated with her, he'll say, hey, what's wrong with you? This is one of the things you should never say to your children because they might believe it and come to think that there's really something wrong with them. Uh, When we correct our kids, we need to spell this out. It's their behavior we don't like, but we still love them. So what do we say instead of what's wrong with you? Again, and, and I'm gonna pull a little religion into this. You know, Jesus was really good about asking questions. See if you noticed on an early one when I said, "Like, hey, what, what's going on right now? Who, who's surrounding you?" Mom just went to work, right? Yeah, she did. So what's that mean? Uh, she's probably on a call, right? Yes. Well, so what's that mean? It means that uh, you're probably interrupting her right now. Ah, okay. So I ask questions. So better questions instead of saying, "What's wrong with you?" Is what is causing you to act that way? Are you okay? Is everything all right? How can we handle this differently? But not to just mouth off and say, what's wrong with you? Because there's absolutely nothing wrong with our kids. There's just behaviors that they need to learn. So, you know, those are just some tidbits. You know, I I, I encourage you to pick up my book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, uh, because there's 40 very simple yet powerful lessons uh, you could get that on be the dad you wish you had com forward slash free book um, I, I say at the beginning of the book everything I'm going to teach in this book is very simple not always easy to do um, and they're very simple concepts and people are like really this guy wrote a book about this but I question how many people actually implement these things uh, I use them probably most of them every single day of my parenting journey uh i fail at a lot of them as i tell you guys all the time um but don't tell kids what not to do don't tell other people what not to do oh you shouldn't let your kids go out at night with their friends okay so they they're socializing i trust them what is your other solution Don't just offer an opinion based on how you run your household and how you parent and and, and whether or not you trust your children. Don't tell people what not to do. Offer them solutions to challenges or ask them questions. Hey, why is it that you trust to let your teenager out at that hour? I can never trust my kid out. Well, I I taught my kids at a young age that I trust them and, and I will trust them until they give me a reason not to trust them. And trust is a big thing in our household so the reason i allow them because they've never given me any reason not to trust them wow it's a little bit different perspective than telling somebody how to raise their kids um, when you don't have a grasp on your own that's why i sorry this is a long one but i never tell you guys what to do because i don't think it's my place i tell you what i do and if it makes sense do it. If it does not make sense, toss that and say that guy's crazy in that area. But I hope that I provide some golden nuggets here and there. Hey, listen, we'll see you in the next episode. I'm getting back to vacation. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had at you Had.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to be the dad you wish you had.com now and get it while it's free.